News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Levels of antisocial behaviour and truancy are higher among students in fee charging secondary schools in Ireland compared with those attending other schools. That's according to research gathered from the Growing Up in Ireland Longitudinal Study. Professor Emer Smith of the ESRI was involved in the study. Emer, tell us what you found. I was looking at the influence of schools on broader adolescent development. We obviously know schools make a difference for performance, for how long people stay on in school, whether they go to college. So I was trying to look at broader outcomes like behaviour, socio-emotional well-being, uh, healthy behaviours and even cultural engagement. Do we know why you're more likely to um, mitch or, uh, or play truancy if you go to a, a fee-paying school than a non-fee-paying school? No, I mean, that, that, that's a finding we published a couple of years ago and we're still puzzling about it. It may be that kind of there's less punitive sanctions in, in fee-paying schools than there would be in more disadvantaged settings, which may give students some leeway. We also found higher levels of antisocial behaviour in fee-paying schools, which seem to be related to kind of things like um, taking money that didn't belong to them at school or at home, that there was more money or more stuff to be taken in, in more privileged settings. But it was a surprise, but it also shows that you can't really assume that, um, you know, antisocial behaviour is is really about the young fellas hanging around in, in working class areas. No, it's it's a really fascinating finding. I, I, and again, I, like just off the top of my head, is there, I mean, could it possibly be that maybe that there's a, a level of disenchantment among a minority that go to fee-paying schools? You know, they don't buy into the the school ethos and maybe that leads to a level of disenchantment that maybe you don't get with more regular schools? Well, interestingly, that doesn't seem to play out. We're we're seeing kind of, you know, reasonably high levels of school engagement in mixed and more middle class schools. Also had another measure that was known as kind of opposition to authority subscale. So, uh, you know, if you'd hide levels, it was that you're really resistant to being told what to do and so on. And we find that the levels there are lower in fee-paying schools. It just seems to be a kind of, I mean, you do get this temporary acting out in adolescence that really doesn't necessarily have long-term consequences. But but you're right. I mean, the, the findings aren't what we expected and we ran them every which way to make sure they were yeah, real. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, also interesting, no significant differences in adolescent behaviour were found between single-sex and mixed schools, uh, which is interesting because every time we have the debate on this show about uh, single-sex schools versus mixed-sex uh, schools, the argument comes in in favour of uh, single-sex schools. Oh, uh, people behave better, girls behave better, they don't have the distraction of boys. But actually your research doesn't bear that out. We're not seeing differences across the board. You have to bear in mind that single-sex schools in Ireland tend to be more middle-class, they tend to be a little bit more selective in profile. So you need to factor that difference out when you look at effects on on behaviour. We do see somewhat lower levels of of misbehaviour in girls' schools, all right, Um, and also less use of kind of more punitive sanctions like detention or, or even suspension. But on other aspects, things like depression, anxiety, we've big gender differences, but they cross-cut co-ed and single-sex sectors. And that big difference being girls had much higher rates of depression depression and anxiety. anxiety, Especially in in sixth year compared to fifth year. 
Do you think that's exam related? Yes, it, it does seem to be. And we're seeing that really back to the mid 90s that um, the girls on average, and I don't like to stereotype, tend to be quite conscientious about exam preparation. They tend to put a lot of time into homework and study and they are quite stressed. They're kind of bound up with the I mean, it is a very high stakes exam. They students do know it has consequences for, for their later outcomes. So I, I think girls tend to take that on board a bit yeah. more than boys. Uh, interesting as well, secondary schools risk stereotyping the needs of students. Yeah, I mean, you want schools to put in place things to reflect the needs of their students, but you don't want to make them for the them to make too many assumptions, if you like. So what we found is that there were fewer formal supports for students in boys' schools and few, less access to cultural activities uh, like drama, music, dance, even outside school. Um, on the other hand, girls' schools were a bit less likely to provide sport. So you do want to reflect your student body, but you also don't want to make assumptions that, you know, because they're boys, they don't have particular yeah, yeah. Uh, very finally, um, uh, something I have to say, I'm, I'm, I, I find really interesting, the impact of the pandemic on students. Yeah, we're only starting to look at, we did some work during the pandemic, we're only starting to look at the recovery period, but we had some really interesting information from second level principals and they really see the impact, not just on learning loss, but really the majority of principals are reporting this was last year that the well-being of students was worse or much worse than it had been from than before the pandemic. And that was um, a bit, bit worse, even worse in, in schools serving more disadvantaged communities. OK, we will leave it there. Professor Emer Smith of the ESRI, thank you for speaking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.